G'day folks and welcome to the Club Rugby Collective. My name is Brendan Sorsotel from Queensland Rugby Union. Now the purpose of this podcast was meant to be to bring you all the news from Queensland Premier Rugby each week. However, we've had to kick things off in a different manner given the COVID-19 crisis. And today, what we thought we'd do is touch base with some of our Queensland Premier Rugby family abroad. And joining me first up is Tom Milosevic from the UK. Mate, um, how are we feeling over there in uh, in Great Britain? <laughs> Sauce good, mate. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Um, so for those who can't remember, Tommy has been captain of East, one of the senior fellows there for the last few seasons. Um, mate, what club have you been playing for over in the UK? Mate, been playing for a team over here called Barry St Edmunds, uh, located just about an hour north of London. All right, and um, obviously, mate, you went over at the end of uh, last season, mate. Talk us through the decision to uh, to head over there, mate, and, and how you'd been enjoying it. Um, mate, it was good. Um, so, obviously, been playing in Brisbane for a few years, and I was just looking for a bit of a change of scenery um, and just talking to a couple of the boys playing in the Brizzy comp, Ryan Freeney in particular. Um, a few of the lads probably remember him, used to run around for Jeeps. Um, I think he took used to take a few pages out of Joe Marler's playbook, um, a bit of a squirrel gripper. Um, but he, he had played for this club previous. Um, he knew I was keen to come over, and so he hit me up and put me in contact with the team. Nice, mate. And obviously, uh, you know, while... The season over there has come to a halt. Uh, you did manage to get, uh, you know, a fair bit of a season in there, mate. Um, talk us through the footy over there and, and how you enjoyed it. Yeah, I think first impressions of the season is it's long. Um, standard season's 32 weeks. So wow. instantly that, that doubles our doubles our season back home. So I think we got up to about round, round 22 before they cancelled the season over here. Um, lots of travel, which is great. Lots of time spent on the bus and those bus trips um, home are definitely something everyone needs to experience. And, mate, the 32-week season, is that just one game per week? Are you doubling up with midweek games or anything like that? No, that's one game a week. Um, So I think probably the most daunting part was the first 15 weeks before Christmas we played without a a break. Wow. Um, Yeah, so our first break didn't come probably till four weeks after Christmas and that's because the game was rained out. Right, very, uh, very different scenario to over here. Mate, <laughs> yeah, mate, it's 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 polar opposites. I think at the start, I missed of the a sixteen-week season. Wow, yeah, I think at the start of last season for Eastmont, uh, there was what a two-week buy after the first game or two, wasn't there? It was, mate. Yeah, lots of time to lounge on the couch at home, mate. <laughs> That's it. All right, now, mate, um, you're not the only uh, East boy or I suppose even Queensland Premier Rugby player that's uh, ventured over to the UK um, in the off-season, mate. Um, there seems to be a large contingent of you over there, mate, uh, all in enjoying each other's company abroad. Yeah, there's a few Tigers over here at the moment, all living down in London, all, albeit some of them longer in the tooth than, than myself. Um, probably most notable Matt Gordon's over here as well. He's playing for London Scottish in the champ. Um, then you've got a few older lads like Toby White and Jack Mullins, um, David Skelton, Pat Ritchie. So there's a whole contingent. We actually were all going to go to France the other week together, which should have been an interesting trip. But um, obviously COVID-19 pulled the pit on that one too. You guys would have been lucky to get out of France, mate. I think so too. I think the French French are more lucky than anyone else. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Um, but obviously, you know, COVID-19 has brought a stop to uh, to your plans for that trip, mate, but a stop to the season as well. Um, obviously, mate, the UK is probably a few weeks ahead of where Australia is with the uh, with the pandemic, mate. Um, 
just in general, mate, how how crazy things over there? Um, mate, it's nuts. I spent all last week eating out at restaurants just because I wasn't able to get any fresh fresh food from the supermarket. Um, and I think we went into full lockdown over here as of Friday night, so we had an empty the keg party down the club, which wasn't which wasn't bad shout. Um, but no, yeah, it's crazy. Public transport's all slowed down. Um, everyone's working from home, and it's, it seems like a completely different country at the moment. And I suppose when you headed over there um, after the season last year, mate, um, you know you never would have pictured this scenario. Uh, you know, seven eight months down the track. No, mate, not at all. I think I'm probably having a joke with um, some of the other boys. So there's a couple of other lads over here. So Todd Dawson and Greggy and stuff. We had a joke the other day saying we're probably one one year too late or one year too early when we decided to make our trip. Yeah, well, I mean, the effects, mate, um, overarchingly back here are definitely being felt as well. But um, as you mentioned, there's lots of other Tigers over there, mate, um, especially Matty Gordon there in the championship in that second div competition. How have some of the other boys um, sort of been affected by the scenario? Yeah, so I think Gordo in particular, um, when he's he's full-time at the moment, so I think that's probably a bit a bit more difficult. Everything's a bit up in the air with the champ too. So I think this COVID-19 coupled with um, the RFU cutting the championship's funding um, has really thrown thrown a spanner in the works in terms of that competition at the moment. There's talks of the majority of teams going part-time following this season, um, but knowing God, I'm, I'm sure he's going to land on his land on his feet and he'll be fine, mate. He's, he'll push on to bigger and better things. Well, mate, I did tout that he'd probably end up in a premiership side um, having gone over there and getting a gig in the championship. Uh, I suppose we'll wait and see uh, what happens there for for Gordo. But uh, obviously your scenario now, given, um, you know, footy's being cancelled, um, you're having to fly home this week, mate. Yeah, mate, so I think this is um, it's obviously something that I didn't, didn't plan for. Um, but fortunate enough, work. I've been working for Samurai Sports over here, and they've been good enough to um, set me up so I can work remotely. Um, which means that I, all I need to do my work essentially is a laptop, so I can do that from anywhere in the world. Um, and with rugby not happening, it was a bit of a no-brainer to come come home as soon as possible. Um, see the family who I haven't seen in a little bit, but then just chill out for a couple of months as well and um, gear up ready for next season because I do intend to come back. Nice. Well, mate, it's good that, uh, you know, the club's looking after you in that sense, um, as well as work, which is good to see. Um, obviously, mate, Prem Rugby's on hold for the moment, but we'll hopefully be back um, in a couple of months. Any chance of uh, getting a few sneaky games in for the Tigers, mate? Mate, I never, I never, never say never. Um, just have to get that get that clearance pushed through, I think. Call someone at the AIU, whoever's been stitching me up on Instagram re- recently. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was awkward. <laughs> uh, for those who didn't see that, um, when Club Rugby got cancelled, um, a good photo of uh, Tommy Milosevic ended up being the, um, the face of the campaign for, for Rugby Australia. So, uh, you know, a few extra Instagram likes maybe here and there, a few followers, always good. Mate, I've, had, I've had to put the profile in private. <laughs> oh, stitch up, mate. Um, mate, having a flyback uh, um, this week, mate. Given um, just you know the nature of uh, everything that's gone on, mate, um, are you nervous about making that trip? Um, no, not not particularly. I I probably haven't thought a whole lot about 
um, the virus itself and probably the repercussions of that. But um, I'm generally someone that just takes things as they come. Um, I've had a couple cancelled flights since Friday, but I've seemed to be on one for tomorrow night. So I think that's probably the more, more concerning thing is if I'm going to be able to get on the plane. That's it, mate. You wouldn't want to get to the airport and then have to uh, to double back, which would be which would be a trouble. Um, have that you would have, be annoying. Are you having to literally like pack up everything you've got over there and bring it back, mate? Or you know, you're leaving some of your life there set in the UK, mate? Um, no, I'll probably I'll bring most. It's mainly just clothes and stuff that I have over here. So the majority of stuff I'll bring back with me, and then I'll fill a bag and I'll go down to Greggy's and dump it at his at his front doorstep tomorrow. What about time, Greggy did something to help you out, mate. Well, that's it, mate. I've been carrying him for what twenty odd years now. Oh, mate, sometimes you know you just got to drag people through life. But oh, that's it. What do you do for your fellow tigers, mate? You help them out. I know, mate. What a broad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, obviously the season over there, as you mentioned, has been um, cancelled. When the government was making regulations over there, mate, did they cancel it from the get-go or was there sort of a suspension period first before it reached that, that point? No, initially there was a um, there was a four-week layoff, so it was going to be mid, mid-March to mid-April. Um, but then as of last Friday... Um, an email came out saying that they, they suspended the whole season. And I suppose that probably came as a bit of a shock to people, mate, um, in terms of, um, you know, sort of what we're seeing over here is a lot of people sort of our age probably don't quite understand the gravitas uh, of the scenario until it actually affects them directly and, you know, the cancellation of a, of a club season sort of unprecedented for, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Especially when you play, you play in a competition that literally plays through everything. Like you have four days off over Christmas, um, for that to actually be called off, that's that. I think that that probably um, lends to a situation that carries a bit bit more weight than people first realised. Um, so I think it's hit hit home for a lot of boys. So I know I'm not the only one from over here who's moved since getting the news. So um, on Sunday, all the Kiwi boys in the team they were running for the borders and they got the last Emirates flights out of Stansted. Um, so yeah, I think everyone's just trying to get get home to where they probably feel a bit more secure and a bit more safe. Now, mate, I know uh, you know you didn't get to watch the the Queensland Premier Rugby live stream on the weekend, obviously, but uh, I did see you tagged in a few of our Hospital Challenge Cup V posts for our esport version of the comp, mate. Um, did you tune in and get to enjoy a little bit of uh, virtual rugby action, mate? Mate, I didn't actually. I I missed that, but mate, I think it's a great initiative. And if I can somehow be ra- running the Monster Energy drinks or something, I don't know what the boys are drinking at the sporting comps. Um, I'd be all up for that when I get back after my isolation. Well, it's a key point there, mate. Uh, Going to be in isolation for a couple of weeks, mate. Um, <laughs> have you got any uh, hints or tips, mate, for um, what Netflix shows you might be tuning into during that period? Well, mate, on the back of that, I think I might start playing rugby on PlayStation 14 days straight and come out and blitz the competition and hold up the hospital cup. Nice, just serious training, mate. I like it. Well, mate, uh, I think that's it for us, mate. But um, thanks for for hopping on and joining us uh, this evening in UK time, mate. I know it's getting late over there and um, we wish you safe travels home, mate. Mate, thanks for that, Saucy. Um, I'll see you in 14 to 21 days. 
Well, mate, uh, you got another job when you get back as well, mate. You're going to have to keep um, your brother Nico in check. He's club captain now, mate. You know, sixth grade superstar down at Easts, and um, he's going to be big for his boots, I reckon, mate. Mate, I've just called Qantas and have cancelled my flights. That is not a battle I need to pick. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, mate. Uh, all right, mate. Well, thanks again for joining us, mate, and safe travels whenever you manage to get home, mate. Thanks, mate. Well, some great insights there as to how the current COVID-19 situation is affecting folks over in the UK. So thanks to Tommy Milosevic for joining us and we wish him a safe trip home. Joining me now is our second guest for the episode, Harry Higgins, who joins us from the east coast of the US. Higgins, how are we, mate? Source, mate. Very well. How are you? Not too bad. So, mate, tell us whereabouts in the world are you, mate? Mate, based in Atlanta now, uh, playing for the MLR team here, Rugby ATL. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, just over here in COVID-19 lockdown for the USA. So just doing everything we can to stay healthy and and then stay out of, you know, the public. Uh, mate, the COVID-19 situation, obviously, we'll get to that. But um, tell us first up, mate, Major League Rugby, obviously, um, one of the world's sort of newest competitions and there's lots of Prem Rugby guys over there um, ripping in, mate. How have you enjoyed what, um, at least the, the part of the season that you guys got to play? Yeah, mate, absolutely. It's been uh, an absolutely incredible experience so far. Uh, being a part of Rugby ATL has been... You know, a new opportunity and a new experience with all the team, um, the organisation, the administration, and then the players. Uh, so, yeah, mate, the first part of the season's been, obviously, for us, you know, a lot of learning, learnings for us, taking our wins when we get them. And then, obviously, when we lose, we take those in our stride. and Just building our team culture, um, our team identity, I guess. And then from there, it's sort of... A lot of the things outside of that, we're just trying to get pretty much established as, you know, the standards that we want to sort of take forward with us. So the year itself is so far has been good. We've had a couple of wins. Uh, and then obviously just what we've got every day with the boys is, is a really special thing. So looking forward to hopefully coming back in the future. And, mate, um, you know, you're not alone in terms of Premier Rugby products that are over there enjoying the Major League competition, mate. Uh, there's a few other guys floating around. Um, Luke Beecham, he's there at the, the Sabercats in Houston. you got Richie Asiata up at Toronto Arrows, mate, and then there's a fair few boys down at uh, NOLA. Yeah, absolutely, mate. There's a few boys um, showing their face around the country, which has been awesome for, you know, the Australian flag being waved over here in the International Leagues. Um, we've actually had the privilege of playing NOLA already uh, two times. So, you know, we get to see those boys a fair bit, them being in our side of the league. And, yeah, we saw Richie the other weekend when Toronto came down to us. Um, but, yeah, mate, it's been a really good league so far. It's good to see those boys out there repping the flags. Nice, mate. And um, obviously, mate, uh, while you guys got to enjoy, I suppose, sort of part of the season, comp management over there made the, made the call to, to cancel the remainder of the season, mate. Um, how much has that sort of hit all the teams, mate, and for you guys in particular there at Atlanta? Mate, yeah, it's it is, it's been a tough, uh, you know, two weeks now for the boys here. Um, you know, especially when you put the the effort in for preseason and and everything sort of starts feeling like it's clicking, and then you sort of start feel like you get momentum, and then for it to be cut short with something that's never happened before, um, it does sort of it gives you that 
incomplete feeling that you haven't done enough. Uh, as I'm sure any of the boys in Premier Rugby would feel the same way. It's it's a bit of a gut-wrenching feel to see the boys go home early and, you know, those relationships you sort of start building and then the continuity within the team starts to blossom. Like, yeah, it's one of those things you sort of just take on the chin and I guess we've got a lot of fire for the next season, so hopefully all things come back rocking and rolling and we can take it in our stride and build from there. Nice. Well, mate, um you mentioned um, just before we got on this phone call, mate, um, you know, a lot of international guys there, Canadians, Kiwis. Um, it was a bit of a, you know, fight or flight moment there when the announcement was made and a lot of guys did make the call to, to head home. Yeah, yeah, mate, it's absolutely right. I think the most important thing now is being safe and and being with your family and stuff like that right now, especially with, you know, we don't really know how long this is going to last. Um, Unfortunately for me, I think it just made more sense to stay here and and take my opportunities that I have here to um, stay connected to ATL and and work within that. Um, But I absolutely admire the boys that took the opportunity to go home and spend it with their families and be safe there. And um, as you mentioned, you made the decision to stay. And I suppose what's a key difference for you guys is you're still doing a bit of training, whereas, you know, here in Australia, all club training shut down. And and as of this week, um, super rugby training sort of taking a two-week hiatus as well with everyone training at home. Um, Talk us through a little bit about what sort of training you guys are still able to do um, sort of together as a group there at Atlanta. Yeah, mate, we're very fortunate in the facilities that we do have here in Rugby ATL. Uh, We have a very enclosed training facility that's only open to Rugby ATL players. Uh, So in that sense, we have a controlled environment. We've got, you know, four to five players in at a time. We've got an excellent health and and, um, uh, AT system there so they take really good care of our health and all of our medical conditions and ongoing hygiene concerns so for us we have the ability now to go in and train and you know toss the ball around get our skills stuff done that doesn't really require a lot of players it just requires a lot of the mental focus and sort of physical stuff that we do individually Nice. Well, that's definitely a positive, mate. Um, I think that controlled training environment is definitely um, something that's that's uh, you know not necessarily a luxury that a lot of clubs back here can can afford. And I know even at Ballymore, as of last week, you know the gym was sort of cut off to you know all staff, and you know the academy team and some of that was sort of just sort of sectioned off for the Reds boys. But as of this week, that's that's shut off. But um, it's definitely, um, you know, scary and, and, and unprecedented times. It's going to be interesting to see sort of what the ongoing impact um, this scenario is going to have on the game. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's definitely a very, uh, very scary time ahead for the league and, and then for the players as well. You know, we, we've only sort of really been updated in the last week or two about these ongoing health concerns and then, you know, a few days into it, we've sort of been told that we can go home and that the league's been suspended. So, again, for us, it's just sort of making sure we do the right things here as the athletes and, you know, stay here, train, work on our hygiene and then do whatever it takes to get back into the next year's season. And, uh, mate, just in general, what sort of, um, what sort of the, I suppose, the hysteria like over there, mate, uh, in the community? How have you seen things change around town? 
Yeah, mate, the hysteria is another another level over here, I believe. It's, um, you know, shopping centres have a limit on people going into them and, you know, they tell you to stay in groups of less than 10 or so and, um, you know, wear gloves and all this sort of stuff. But again, again, at the end of the day, the idea is to stop the spread of the disease or the virus to other people. So again, it's our social, you know, duty to take care of the people around us. So again, I understand that there's a lot of hype to it, but again, just take care of other people as you want to be taking care on your own. So hopefully that curves the results here, but again, time will tell. We don't really know or haven't really experienced this before, so it's it's just up to us to take the better route forward. Yeah, it's definitely a, a crazy situation and I think just that, you know, caring for others is a key point. I think, you know, here in, in Australia, if you, you know, had a look at your Instagram story and things like that on the weekend, there's still a lot of people sort of out enjoying, um, you know, the weekends as you usually would and I suppose for a small period, um, for, you know, people in that, you know, 20-something, 30-something age bracket who just need to um, take a back seat, chill out and, and think of... Um, those who are potentially, you know, older than us or or younger that are more susceptible to um, what could potentially happen. And I suppose, as you mentioned, yeah. stopping the spread as well, which will hopefully help us all get back to some level of normality sooner or later. Uh, but, mate, you mentioned that you're, you're working as well as playing, mate. Um, tell us a little bit about um, what you've been doing for work over in, in Atlanta aside from rugby, mate. Yeah, mate, as any of the boys over here would know, you pretty much do anything you can for a scrap. Um, you know, there's a few odd jobs here with ATL that we like to help out and contribute. Um, we're quite fortunate in the way that we have a few housing blocks that we can work on and, and then the ownership and and the supporters here have always been very friendly and offering for the outside sources so if we ever look for work or anything like that that we want to do they've got some you know casual things that we can get around bars and shops and foods and stuff but obviously with the growing concerns of COVID-19 a lot of those jobs have sort of pulled pulled shop um and again moving forward we don't really know how they're going to go so again it's one of those things for us is just playing by ear and trying to do our best job to curb the the spread of this in society. So take our jobs when they come and obviously just keep training, head down, bum up. That's true, mate. That's true. Um, now, mate, I know that uh, Major League Rugby is continuing on this season in a slightly different format in the virtual format. Um, are you by chance getting, getting behind the PlayStation controller or anything like that, mate, representing ACL? <laughs> <laughs> mate, look, I have never been much for one for gaming, uh, but as again, you know, you do what's required of you for the team. So if, if they call on me for my subpar skill online, then I will definitely throw up some chopsticks and hopefully have some terrible banter online. But uh, hopefully that day never comes. Fair enough, mate. Did you get a chance to, uh, to tune into your Hospital Challenge Cup V over the weekend, mate? Get your Prem Rugby fix. <laughs> Mate, I haven't tuned in yet, but I'm always waiting for the highlights and then the review from Jaybor. So that will be my next thing to do with my social quarantine. I'll be watching all of the updates, keeping updated for the coming season. Yes, well, fingers crossed, mate, that the virtual form of the game doesn't have to, to get us through for too long and we can get back on field. Um, but, mate, uh, I think that is it for us, mate. But thank you very much for joining us, mate. And um, 
you know, we hope you continue to stay safe, mate, um, on the state side. Cheers, Sauce, mate. You too, brother. And I wish you guys all luck for the season online or off. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. All right, folks, that's it for this week's episode of the Club Rugby Collective. A special shout-out to our sponsors, All Sports Physiotherapy, for their support. And a big thank you to our guest today, former East Flanker Tom Milosevic, joining us all the way from the UK, and former Bulldog Harry Higgins, joining us from Atlanta in the States. Obviously, folks, these are unprecedented times. We're hoping to get back to Club Rugby on the field as soon as possible. In the meantime... Stay tuned for more content via Queensland Premier Rugby social media channels. And please, folks, follow the government guidelines that are being set out to help slow down the spread of COVID-19. The sooner we can do that, the sooner we can get back to playing some club rugby. Thanks again. Thanks again.